hello, hello, hello. Okay, so podcast debut today. I don't know when you are watching or listening to this, um, but first of all, I want to say thank you because that means you subscribe to my bonus content. Hello, yes. <laughs> Y'all forgive my daughter. I have snatched her in here. She is here on her own volition. I did ask. However, this is my beautiful daughter, Maya, but she has some dental work today. Yeah, so we're a little numb here on the left side, so... Do you want to switch call? seats? I know. Part of me is like, do I want to turn? <laughs> Give them your good side. No, it's as okay. Lindy would say. Lindy would say, show them your good side. No, it's okay. We're all just going to be gracious and move on. Be gracious and move on. That's what we're going to do. Um, <laughs> and you're attacking me eating. So this is going to be completely unedited. Like, we're just going to go for it. Um, And what this series will be about is talking about the episode after the episode airs so i'm not sure what to call it if y'all have um ideas let me know <laughs> oh and here in the comments okay so if you have listened to the first episode of the woman every day podcast first of all somebody said isn't every day one word yes if you're everyday women like a Oh, sure. I understand what you mean. Yeah. But we're not everyday women. We are women every day. Each day. There's a difference. Hashtag English. <laughs> okay. So, love. First episode was <clears throat> Nikia Young of Victorious Living Solutions. And she had a lot to share about, like homeschooling, mm -hmm. um, what type of mother she wanted to be. Yeah. So, um, it just got me thinking, I don't know if y'all know, but I had considered homeschooling y'all. Yeah, you mentioned that in the episode and I was like, oh, news. I did not yeah. know that. And then I was like, ooh, that middle school though. <laughs> Listen. As soon as, yeah. First of all, middle school, after. middle schoolers. And then yeah. like high school, like subjects. I was like, mm, 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 I got me on mm. that one. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, stronger woman than I, but. But you guys were in independent school. Yeah. I'm curious to know, would you have preferred to be homeschooled? Independent school? Like, if you could do it again, like, would you do independent schooling? Or would um, you have wanted to be in public school? That is a very good question. Now that I'm in, I feel like I couldn't have had this conversation with you any earlier than today. Um, okay, we're here. We've arrived. <laughs> um, I, you know, now that I'm old enough, I'm in a serious relationship of my own. Mm -hmm. Kids have come up once or twice, and um, my boyfriend has had a very different schooling experience than I. Um, he comes from a relatively affluent family, but went to public school his whole life. Um, me, only ever having been in private school, we clashed there. <laughs> Not that it was like a thing, you know, but I just was like, oh, cool, public school. And he was like, oh, cool, private school, this thing that I know nothing about. So, um. But differences have come up? For sure, for sure. So now that, you know, we've kind of had that conversation ourselves, I think, Looking back, I'm very grateful for having had 
um, an independent schooling experience. Um, I firmly believe in private school and the institution of it all. Mm -hmm. I will say that, you know, it doesn't come without its flaws. I wholly recognize um, my schooling experience for what it was and has been up until this point and how it has affected me um, specifically. Both the good and the bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I could say a million bad things, but I could say like a million and five good things. Oh, wow, yeah. So I think that You would me, do it again. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. And so it's kind of interesting now because, so I've got three girls, for those who don't know. Um, Maya's my oldest, she's 21. And then I have an 18-year-old who just graduated high school. Um, she's 18. And then I have a 16-year-old. So all three of you all started off at in preschool at this one school it goes from preschool through 12th grade mm -hmm. um and all of you all started in preschool mm -hmm. you and esther Finished. went through 12th grade mm -hmm. amber through eighth grade and then transferred and then to transferred to a public school so i mean whoo, stark yeah. difference i mean culture shock for her poor baby <laughs> today's the first day of school also uh for oklahoma city public schools but um she is she's doing good i mean yeah. i think each one has its pluses and minuses sure. um but she is uh, doing okay and i think as far as public schools go she's probably at the best one yeah um, and she's for oklahoma even, city yeah She's even expressed to me, you know, having had that experience in private school and then moving to public, she's like, I don't know if I would ever go back to private school. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if that's a thing for me now that I've been out. Like, is that really an environment where I can thrive? And, you yeah. know, and I totally yeah. get it. Personally, I would have been eaten alive at public school. You think so? Yeah. Is that because of your private school Upbringing? experience yeah okay yeah so like i went to public school all the way through yeah i loved it i wish i could have recreated my educational journey i'm from tulsa oklahoma um and i went to magnet schools i went to emerson elementary uh i went to carver middle school and i went to booger t go hornets what's up where my hornets at yes <laughs> uh so if you're from Tulsa or just even from Oklahoma, then you've probably heard of all of those schools because of their stellar academics. Too. Yeah, and the population was also very, uh, very diverse. Um, nearly 50-50, black, white, of course, other um, cultures and ethnicities there as well. But uh, for the most part, those schools are very diverse. So yeah. I had a very... A challenging academic experience like yeah. at Emerson they had a gifted and talent talented program right um and so I got to grow up in that environment all the way through meanwhile I watched my school become more diverse the longer I was there yeah very true when we started in 2005 um they had told us that they were 
making a commitment to make the school look like the world around it. Yeah. The neighborhood that it was in, which is obviously very diverse, um, ethnically, but also socioeconomically. So, yeah. And they put their uh, money where their mouth was. I think they realized they had to do that to make that happen in that area, especially for... to create a socio socio diverse environment, yeah, um, you've got to be able to provide scholarships because the school, and I'm saying scholarships, let me retract and say financial aid um, because Heritage Hall, that's the name of the school, it does not provide scholarships. They provide financial aid, need based financial aid. Yeah. So um, they were able to do that. Um, I think it's fifth grade through. 12th grade which is awesome Um, and so that probably speaks to why you saw it become more diverse over the years yeah and even you know new faculty members that look like me Mm -hmm. and even other parts of the school as I aged out of them became more diverse so okay so Nikki talks about um you know what type of mom she wanted to be and a lot of it was how we viewed our own mothers. Like, her mom was yeah. a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. She also didn't work. Which at is, all, yeah. Um, because she had a terminal illness. Mm-hmm. Um, versus me, I had a full-time, you know, working mom. She worked outside of the home. Right. But, um, sometimes two jobs during the holiday season. So, yeah. uh, you know, Nikki grew up kind of feeling like, oh, I don't know. Like, there's some great things I love about my mom, but... I don't know, maybe I want to do more than my right. mom did. And yeah. then I grew up like, oh, I wish my mom was home to like make me sandwiches before uh, before I uh, get home from school. Right. And so you kind of had two versions of I was going to say, yeah. And for a minute, I was mom at your school. Yeah. So my experience, I was kind of laughing. I was, I was listening because I feel like I kind of had both. Mm-hmm. Um I, so you said probably 10 years, so probably around when I was 10, um, is when I had my first memories of you being at work, like, that being a thought I had, like, oh, mom is working, um, but even before that, I remember you being active Mm -hmm. in my school life and volunteering and stuff like that. I've never known you to just be at home, Mm -hmm. um... (laughs) No, and I feel like that's an, a very important note. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> and, like, to the women that can do that, love you, power to you, personally, cannot. You don't think so? Uh, no. Because I feel like I've tried to raise you girls without, like, I'm trying to indoctrinate you. Right. But, like, it's a privilege to be able to be at home 100%. with your kids and raise them. I really firmly believe that it was such an honor to be at home with you guys um until you all you know shuttled off to (laughs) school but uh I always wanted you all to and I mentioned that in the podcast to have something for yourself sure like I I found myself only because it was a mistake that I made I found myself so wrapped up in your dad mm-hmm. and you girls 
that I forgot what I wanted to be. I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in therapy and the, the doctor is like, uh, what do you do for fun? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And so that's how I got well, plugged back into the theater too. And even I went through a phase like that, you know, Kaiser and I fell into a rhythm. Kaiser is the boyfriend. Yes. We like him. It's okay. <laughs> um, but Kaiser and I, you know, we realized how we felt about each other, the likelihood of this being a long-term thing very early on. Mm -hmm. um, and so because of that, we fell into like what we like to call our like old married couple routine. Mm -hmm. And we would go to school, we would go to work, and we'd come home and we'd hang out with each other and our dog and that's it. Like we don't do much outside of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so a lot of my identity for a while there, because of some other stuff too, like, was him and facilitating him and what he wants oh. to do and, and <laughs> now that I'm kind of on the other side of that and... I think I missed that part. Mm, I was deep like, in it, deep in it, just, yeah. you know, well, and I, 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 I love that that's something that I'm good at. I think I'm really good at being someone's partner. I think I leaned a little bit too heavy into mm -hmm. that. A little bit too hard. Well, there's nothing wrong with supporting your partner. Or Absolutely your not. On your family, your friends. Absolutely not. Um, um, just making sure that you're taking care of you. And, and that's the important detail. If I could say this, taking care of you first. Yeah. And absolutely, that is where I went wrong. Um, it was definitely at the expense of my hobbies and the things that I wanted to do. Okay. And so, well, I'm um, glad you saw that before you traveled too far down that path. Yeah. Um, I I had a point that I was going to make, and it's gone. It's okay. Go ahead. That's okay. Um, so, basically, just... Um, Having experienced even just a little taste of that, and that's like before we even are talking about kids for real, for real. Mm -hmm. um, if that's something that we choose to pursue, okay, being parents and having children and whatever package that comes in, um, I think I will definitely keep both my own experience in mind and, you know, things that I've watched you do, things that I've heard you say in mind as well. I don't think I would thrive in a situation where my whole life was my husband and my kids mm -hmm. and their schooling. I think mm -hmm. absolutely I would need something um, outside of that for me. Yeah. And it's also, important. I don't, I can't imagine not getting a paycheck that part, girl, listen. I really like we, paychecks we with my love, name on them. We love paychecks. We do. You know what I love? I love signing paychecks. That is a stage in life that I want to get to. Like, hey, babe, approved your hours for this week. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Sorry. I'm making you laugh. I can't. <laughs> but, yeah, like... I d very much think that that's something that I could yeah get into. That's that's Kinda a situation crazy. in which I think I would thrive. <laughs> you would thrive in that situation. Yes. I remember what I was going to say. Um, taking care of you first. Yeah. Not out of a selfish no. uh, nature. 
Um, cause I think sometimes that could be heard selfishly, but taking care of yourself first, um, so that you can be a good yeah. partner, yeah. a good mother. That's also one of those things I pay for in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so making sure my tank is full first yeah. so that I can pour from that. I was a much better mom. Yeah. When I had my own thing. And that's something that me and Kaiser, like, sans kids, have noticed about ourselves. Like, we're much better when we're both working. We're much better when we're both social. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. It was like, it was y'all were so in each other's space. Yeah, into each other. Y'all don't have anything else. And then after a while, you start getting on each other's nerves. And it's like, you know what? Like, why do you chew like that? (laughs) Do you have to breathe on every breath? Every time? Everything. Every, yeah. Yeah. So that part. So good. I'm glad y'all are learning. I really like watching you guys, um, especially at this age, because this is such a such this season of like self exploration and formative. discovery. Formative. Checkpoint and, for sure. Like I'll never be any less than who I am today. Okay. If that makes sense. I that. Like I can never go back after having learned what I've learned yeah. at this point. So how are you carving out time for yourself now? Um, I think a lot of that, so there's this thing, there's dependency. So huh. being dependent on each other. There's being independent, mm-hmm. which we all know what that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning that in a healthy, happy relationship, you find yourself in this space called interdependence, um, which is basically just saying, like, we love coming together. We love our time together, but we're just pouring into ourselves, and we don't need to be with each other Okay, all the time. that's good. I get that. And so, for me, it's been um, kind of re-emerging into society, hanging out with my girls, making time for... Just me and Harley, my dog. The dog. (laughs) Um, Just me and Harley, we're going to have a great afternoon. We're going to get some walks in, some cuddles, like um, playing around in my closet, doing my makeup and having nowhere to go, like Mm -hmm. things like that feed my soul. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing (laughs) that I've been doing is staying at my own place and Um. telling Kaiser, I love you. But I'm going to mine. I'm going to stay at my place, and I think you should stay at yours tonight, too. I am not a morning person. What? <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, not even close. If it's closer to 5 than it is to 10, do not wake me up. Like, I want no part in it. Um, but, so, like, being able to sleep on my own, wake up in my own space uninterrupted, I find that it's much easier to get out of bed if I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Um... And I get to just have those routines for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a form of self-care. Yeah. You said you use three different words, dependent, independent, interdependent. So I'm going back just for a second yeah. because, like, those have been scary words for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like dependent. Right. Or like codependent or whatever. Yeah. Like... Oh, no, we not. Right. No, that's, no, we don't do that. Same. Um, But here's the flip side of it. Like, 
we do need to depend on people. Yeah, I do. Like, and you you need people in your life, even if it's like your guy, mm-hmm. your girl, whoever your partner is. So for me, my husband, it's like I need to know that I can depend on you. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean. And that's and you know, there's th- nothing wrong with that. Absolutely, but not. I think there's healthy dependence. Mm-hmm. Um, there's healthy independence Mm -hmm. right so and uh, that's where you get that interdependence or it's like we're not independent we're definitely not wholly dependent on each other Mm -hmm. we're somewhere in between the two and we've got a really healthy medium going on so that's really good yeah um okay so you're carving time out for yourself with the girlfriend the dog um let's see that I was thinking about Adam as you were saying that because like Adam likes to go to the gym. Yeah. Kaiser. Oh my God. Um, I don't. Stop it. Okay. We're not doing that. We're not, we're not doing that. But, um, yeah, I'm just not a gym. I, I didn't, I don't have a Rolodex of like exercises. People that are like me. bent over row. I'm like, who? And can you explain the form? Yeah. And, so <laughs> and then maybe is... do it three times in front of me. I'm like, where's my phone? This is me in the gym. Literally same. I'm bent over row. Bent over row. Like, watch the... Yep. Okay, so I like... Like, and yep. so... And then what should have been like a 30, 40 minute workout... Is like an hour and a half. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was like, um... Yes. Just kind of walk on the treadmill. Yes. <laughs> um, which I do love walking, which I found out can be just as well. So I have been... One of the best exercises for you is walking. Yeah. So I've been walking. So I get up in the mornings... And, um, I think, uh, I think, uh, I have viewed relationships like, oh, everything we do, we do together. And it's like in this season of life, and I think having gone through a divorce, it's like, oh, I need my time. Yeah. (laughs) I need my time. Yeah. So, okay, you're going to the gym? Great. Because I am going for a walk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I want to be able to, like, put you know, play my podcast, not my podcast, but I just, you know, listen to podcasts, uh, or, you know, taking that job, love going to the lake. Mm. And, um, I would say being there by myself, but I really enjoy the times where we can be at the lake as a family too. But mm-hmm. I also enjoy riding my bike. Like, um, I know a lot of groups ride bikes, but I think when I'm exercising with other people, I feel compelled to like socialize, talk, and operate at their level. That too, yeah. So I was like, oh, I wanted to take, I wanted this to be a little bit more leisurely. Yeah. Um, You're jogging. I can't keep I was up not with you. For that. Yeah. <laughs> I was walking. I'm I was walking. Walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even power walking. I'm no, just literally. Like stroke. That so. was some of my first trips to the gym with Kaiser. Okay. Because he's very gym. He's been in the gym for a decade. He's a certified personal trainer. Um, he knows what he's talking about. But going to the gym with him the first few times, I was like, okay. Bruh. <laughs> like, why are we moving so fast, first of all? Bruh. Yeah. Very much You're that. You're a little zealous. <laughs> yeah, like, real overconfident. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Kaiser has muscles. <laughs> yeah, he 
he's got a couple. He got a few. Yeah. Okay, we're going to stop right there. Yeah. We're going to stop. Because um, that'll turn into another conversation. Another conversation, another podcast. Okay, you talked about kids. So I'm curious because you were like, if we decide to go there, right? That's and I've so noticed funny. this generation. Well, and I, let me go back to my generation. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who have chosen not to have kids. Yup. And like have stuck to that. I yeah. And don't take this the wrong way, but <laughs> but sometimes I look at them and I'm like, wow. What is that? Double income no kids? Dink. Dink. Mm. That dink life. Listen. It looks enticing. Real nice. Yeah. Um and then of course you have people who wanted kids and can't have kids. Yeah. And they you know, they see me or you know people like me who have kids and it's like wow right oh you've got a heritage and i do like i i've always wanted to be a mom um i'm so grateful that i have kids um thought it would have been two and then we ended up <laughs> Here with we three, are. and then it ended up with five <laughs> uh so yeah and i love it like wouldn't change it um right. but i look at the freedom and flexibility that yes um couples have that don't have any kids like just traveling and i think it is so uh fascinating to me it's just a different kind of life we live in a society that is sort of built around families yes 100 to be so bold and audacious to be like you know what right i'm just not gonna have kids i don't want kids and it's different than i can't have kids very different making the active choice to not be a parent yeah what kind of things and i know you haven't like settled on but what are some of the things that you are considering oh gosh when you think about whether or not you want to start a family um, I think it's really important to note that growing up, I'm the oldest, um, I think we said that. Firstborn. Firstborn daughter of an ethnic family. I want, <laughs> just like, let that sink in. It's the vibe. <laughs> um. I don't know that life. <laughs> but, yeah, auntie does. Yeah, yeah, so very much, I was the mom of my friend groups, and of my sisters, and, I mean, not their mom, but you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I can't believe you're going. Um, very maternal, nurturing personality. Like, I'm the person that brings Band-Aids and Tylenol, and a little mini first aid kit in her backpack. Like, mm-hmm. that's me. I always wanted kids. Every time I dated growing up, I was like, this is my husband, and we're gonna have so many babies, and, mm-hmm. and then... I don't know what happened. I think maybe I, like, turned 18. And I was like, ooh, no. This looks like a lot of responsibility. Yeah, like, I'm good on that. Also, so many things have happened in this world, and not to be, like, pessimistic or anything, but it's... They're not selling me on raising kids here. In America? Yeah, be it biological children or otherwise. Like, I don't know... Is it the cost? Is it the culture? It's the cost. It's the culture. It's the systems in place. It's, I'm just not all the way sure that this is an environment that I would want to raise a child in. But then also on the other hand, it's like, well, you create that environment and like Mm. you can, you know, do the work to make it a better place. Yeah. But then also like, 
do I want to do that? And if so, do I want to do that anytime soon? Like, I'm 21. In my head, I would have been, you know, 15-year-old Maya had me having kids at, like, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's three years from now. And I don't know if I'm going to be ready. By the time I was your now, age, I if, was pregnant. I was going to say, if I was following in your footsteps, I would be finding out I'm pregnant next month. Where's some wood? Actually, girl, is that, I don't think that's wood. Hold on. <laughs> Knock on the bookshelf. Yeah, for real. There you go. None of that. Um, <laughs> no thanks. none of that. Uh-uh. Um, and so, yeah, very much, like, everyone was like, oh, who's most likely to be a mom? Maya. Like, that was me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, y'all can have them. girl. My friends have babies. I love them. I hold them. I kiss them. And then I give them back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, also, I nannied for a long time, and that was uh, insane birth control. Yeah. Love y'all, but I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want that right now. It'll I don't think that fits in my life right now. It'll be interesting to see where you land and when you get there. Yeah. Uh, you have the benefit of not having a mother that's like, bring me some grandbabies. I yeah, th- I don't feel I don't, any pressure. Yeah, I I don't know if that was in my generation. I think it was, honestly. Quite possibly. I'm curious if any other people... I am a Generation X, or as some might call me, a Zennial. Since I was born in 1980, I had an analog childhood and a very digital, digital adulthood. adulthood. Yeah. Um, but yes, I do know how to tell time on an analog clock. I do, too. I do too. But I also had. <laughs> Take uh, a second. What is that? Apple. Ma- I had a Macintosh in kindergarten. I remember that with the floppy disk. With the big floppies with the uh, cutout. You don't even know what that is. I was going to say. <laughs> Straight over Flop- my head. You've heard floppy disk. Oh, right? yeah. Like, okay. I know what it is. Have you seen the, the, the small ones that I've are I've seen hard? the icons. Like, I know what a floppy disk, like, little yeah. icon looks yeah. like, but I've never seen, seen one in, in real life. life? Oh, wow. I don't think so. Wow. I wonder if I have some. <laughs> Girl. I don't know. For the so weird. I kept my uh, college papers mm-hmm. for the longest. I don't know why. In my mind, I thought you could use them. <laughs> Hashtag hoarder. <laughs> Honestly, me too. But I can hoard digitally now. So my Google Drive has Bro. some of my best projects. Okay. You talk about hoarding. Hold on. Mm-mm. Guess how many pictures I have in my phone. Don't need to get me started. Just guess. Now, granted, I do have a larger iPhone than most. Um, I'll give you two guesses. I want to say you're sitting at 22,000. Close. What is it? One more guess. Uh, 28,000. 28,270. I have 8,000 photos. Really? Do you like purge? I just purged up to 20. Uh, I will say, hold on, let me see the years. Because I go back, boom, 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 to 2002. Oh, my God, look, that's you. Stop it. That's you. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me show you all this picture. (laughs) This is the first picture of my phone. (laughs) That's the little baby Maya. Meanwhile, the first picture in my phone. Oh, precious. Oh, my goodness. The look of sheer terror on your face. 
I think that was John Marshall homecoming. Yeah, I think it was. You know what happened? I probably realized it wasn't for me. And I was like, okay, gig is up. I want to go home. <laughs> you love dressing up, though. I do love dressing up to this day. To this day. Okay, so we'll find out. Stay tuned. Devastated. <laughs> Just devastated. <laughs> oh, we gotta show you that picture. <laughs> Just like truly <laughs> not happy. Oh my word, that is hilarious. I wanted to go home. <laughs> I'm it sorry, wasn't about baby. me. Y'all lied. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm sorry. I'm joking. You know, I look back now and I'm like, man, I wish we I would have been more in tune. Because <laughs> um, I think I would have noticed, like, anxiety. Sure. But I didn't even notice anxiety in myself. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, you guys were mistakes made? Sure. Sure. We're all human. I think as children, we have to realize that our parents are just people that happen to have you. Um, and so for me, and especially doing my own work in therapy and things like that, it very much was, um, I feel like, a situation where you did the best you could with the information you had at the time. Mm -hmm. And that's all anyone can ask of you. And were mistakes made? Sure. But, like, who wouldn't have? And, you know, I'm working on them. They affected me for sure. But, like, I'm not going to sit here and hold that against you because, you know, just, I, I don't know. Context, to me, is so important. So, like, could you have picked up on anxiety when we were younger? Maybe. But, like, that would require you knowing what anxiety is and yeah. recognizing it in yourself. And, yeah. like, I just I'm you just... were born in 1980, and I doubt people threw around the word anxiety like we no, do now. No, And as a matter of fact, I look back, and I'm like, man, I have been anxious Your whole life. my whole life. Yeah, it's not a about, They say in kids, they say it kind of starts with, like, my tummy, my tummy hurts and or my tummy feels funny um, and not really knowing why mm -hmm. and I'm like oh man the times I had like not that butterfly feeling but the angst anxious yeah, like, stomach feeling and almost like me, a roller coaster I feel it in my legs even yeah. now especially in the morning really mm -hmm. mine always manifests in my belly always gastrointestinally <laughs> well you know how mine manifests for the most part the scratching, yeah. In an itch. Yeah. And it's like insatiable. Burning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I took medication for a while after I realized what it was. I mean, it had gotten to a point. Um, it had gotten so bad that I was going to sleep. Scratching. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was scratching to the point of bleeding. Yep. Um, anxiety, man. Anxiety, man. And so now I'd still deal with that i yep. mean i would still have this insatiable itch if it's just being managed through uh allergy pill yeah so some of it's allergy some of it's anxiety as yep. well but it's all kind of intertwined in like your neurological system yeah do you feel so i mean i'm going back do you feel like things like this like oh Determined. man i missed like i missed the fact that you you were dealing with anxiety at a young age mm -hmm. and i really i kind of found out 
for myself first. And so right, yeah. that's kind of when your stuff started. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, maybe let's look at anxiety. <laughs> let's yeah. look at therapy. I mean, uh, even when you were having your issues, like, I definitely would have described myself as an anxious person. Yeah. Um, no. Before I graduated high school, I would have described myself as a person with anxious tendencies. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have described myself as an someone, anxious person. Like someone with anxiety disorder. Right. Yeah. Until probably I was, like, 19 yeah. Or 20. I, I certainly would now. And yeah, me too. To think I've gone this whole time. Yeah. And, you know, it was my sister that said something like, when I finally started considering right. anxiety, she was like, Regina, you've been anxious your whole life. And I was yeah. like, like, I don't even remember responding because I just remember it hit me like a Sucker punch. I was like, I was anxious. Like that's you what that saw was? me as anxious. Yeah. Like dang, who yeah. else saw me as anxious? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So you know, through that lens, I think my generation, and you know the the kids that we raise, that's going to be such an interesting thing to watch. Yeah. Just because I feel like, as a society, we're having conversations that we've never had before. Mental health is at the forefront, for sure, especially coming out of this pandemic. Well, and then, you know, there's this philosophy that um, problems are created or stem from how society has progressed. Mm. So, basically, like... Yeah, you only have that issue because society has progressed to that point. So, um, (laughs) I don't know how better to explain that. So, like, maybe a cave person could not have been dealing with anxiety because they were focused on survival. Exactly. So now, like, it's just different circumstances, different, you know, ways to live your life. Human emotion has become so complicated. Um, we've got. Think it's really, American. Too. Uh, no. And not to Part say that anxiety does. is not like a human condition, but yeah, uh, the fact that uh, our culture here could be very different than someone who is, you know, sitting in Ethiopia right now, sure. or someone who is sitting in Greece, or someone who's in Japan, which. Um, you know, just the the change from the culture could determine, you know, what those societal ills. Yeah. Also can very be. true. Yeah. Also very true. Um, and sort of how I mean, sort of think of crime, right? Like there are crimes back in the day right. that they were like, oh, this is the worst thing to ever happen. And if they saw some of the stuff that people are being, you know, accused of and tried for now, they'd be like. What? How do you even do that? I listened to an article the other day Mm -hmm. on ghost guns. Have you ever heard of ghost guns? Sorry, no. Okay, so ghost guns. I know, don't Google it yet. No. (laughs) The FBI might be watching. I know, let me not (laughs) put that in my history. Ghost guns are guns that are assembled, like, at home. From I see what so, you mean. There's a lot of... Like, they're not registered. They don't have a serial number. Because there are no laws around it. 
There, do you see what I mean? No one, no one foresaw. Do you oh, see what I mean? People being able to literally, uh, through a three D printer, print parts make their so own and like, make a, <laughs> like come on. Yeah. Or here's a gun kit. You can assemble your own gun and it works. And they don't have to register. They don't have numbers. And they are weapons. You know who don't do that? <laughs> so ghost guns. So they're trying to get some some regulation around ghost guns right now. So yeah, it's just one of those things that our forefathers. Yeah, <laughs> like this is not a problem we anticipated. When they were writing the uh, Second Amendment. Right. Um, they didn't um, think about ghost guns yeah 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 so through the context of you know through the lens of having children or being a parent in whatever capacity yeah that's uh i'm so interested to see how those people turn out because yeah, yeah we're having way different conversations we are i feel like in some ways a bit more understanding a bit more apologetic um i think as a whole we could all stand to be a bit more gentler, a bit more gentle. Okay. I'm with with each other. Yeah. Um, and how we talk to each other. But other than that, we'll see. You know? We'll sure. see. We'll see. I'm still not sold on the whole being responsible for someone else's upbringing. Well, and I like that about you in this season because as the oldest... I feel like I was always trying to convince you to go be nine, <laughs> go be 12. I will right. never forget telling Esther to do something. And she, with a straight face, looked back at me and said, but Maya said, I was like, ma'am, uh -uh. uh -uh. I'm the mama here. Uh -uh. <laughs> I'm the mama. I'll be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> So, uh, you know, you were always taking on more than you should have. <laughs> um, you were always, uh, you know, I would find yourself just, I would find you bearing responsibility that, like, nobody had. Right. I didn't even ask you for that. And so sometimes I would say, like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, ooh, Maya was such a godsend. But then I would remember my sister, my older sister, talking about, you know, how our mom, you know, really leaned on her. And she never really, in her words, had a childhood or yeah. a young adulthood because, you know, mama really leaned on her a lot. Right. Um, and, of course, different circumstances. Sure. But I didn't want you to feel... What's that character in uh, Encanto? I still have not watched that movie to this day because uh, Home Dude brought it up in that therapy session and I was like, oh, <laughs> this movie is going to make me cry. Yeah. And I can't do all that. Okay. What's her I name? Louisa? I, I forget. I don't know. Or Isabel? Isabel, um, I think is her name. Yeah. Um, the oldest. She's stronger. She yeah. Is, you know, and so I was like, man, I don't want Maya to... <laughs> have to be in that space mm -hmm. and some of it may be inevitable but as much as I can encourage her to sure. go be go be 19 yeah. go be 21 I yeah want you to go be 21 yeah I'm getting much better at that now like I'm having to learn to let go of some things that I've learned either through conditioning or pressure I put on myself or a combination of the two um I'm having to not unlearn 
because I think that's uh, misleading. I'm not forgetting anything. I'm not erasing any memories or trauma or hurt. I'm reframing and adding context. That's all. That's all therapy is. Um, and so in that, I'm learning to let go or at least loosen my grip. Loosen the grip. On Can't some of these everything. things that I've experienced. So. Well. Yeah. I think that's good discussion. That's um, all. I appreciate you taking the time to sit with me for this bonus content. Look at my mouth. It's kind of coming back. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it still is like fat and numb oh i like just i'm so scared You're i'm gonna beautiful. bite a chunk out of my cheek thank you i appreciate it <laughs> all right thank you guys for tuning in uh being a fly on the wall this is this is us truly yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> all right y'all uh continue to listen like subscribe um tell your friends if you enjoyed this conversation tell your friends to uh subscribe to the bonus content yeah all right talk to y'all soon